From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, hacker that took a lot of money is mixing it. Elon Musk making moves in freedom of speech and pudgy penguins sells. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, April 4th, 2022, and it is 11.38 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. I got two emails over the weekend. One is a criticism, or actually more of a correction. I want to say thank you very much for Stephen to write that in. And the other one is a comment. And let's go with the correction first. Stephen wrote and said, actually, you remember last week we had the coin of the day. It was, I was saying it was chills, chills. But it's not. It's called chilies. The spelling of chilies is C-H-I-L-I-Z. It looked to me as there was two L's in there, chills. So I was pronouncing it chills. But it's not. It's chilies. So I apologize anybody who cringed when I said that. I'm cringing right now that, knowing that I got that wrong. Uh, thank you very much for Stephen for writing in and uh, correcting me. Remember, I am always open to criticism, comments, always write in. I am not going to be offended. I'm not going to get my butt hurt. Nothing like that. I rather, what is the what is the phrase? Be a fool for five minutes or be a fool for a lifetime? I'll be the fool for five minutes. Thank you for writing in. Alessio also writes in with this. Dear Matthew, I'm a postdoctoral researcher at Duke University. Postdoctoral. Like, doctor's not enough education. You have to go post. <laughs> What's after that? Post, post? Anyway, that's I like when smart people are listening to the show. Thank you very much for listening. Anyway, postdoctoral researcher at Duke University for a newly created digital assets and cryptocurrency research lab. In January, I started to listen to your daily podcast, which I find amazing. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you very much. Today, I heard the question that you proposed to your audience at the end of the recording. Can Bitcoin be considered a commodity? In this regard, our lab at Duke just released a short research paper that you can find here. And that is linked, by the way, in the show notes. From the first look we have at the data, our opinion is that cryptocurrencies, hence Bitcoin, behave differently than equity. One of the takeaways that emerged from our analysis is that the investor behavior, buying the dip, is also typical of some commodities, such as gold or oil. We are getting deep into that, and I wanted to share with you our opinion. Have a great weekend. So if you want to read his opinion or Duke's opinion or the Research Lab's opinion on Bitcoin's classification, link is in the show notes. Now let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And now the time is three minutes later than I told you earlier. It is 11.41 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $45,695, down 1.5% in 24, down 4% in 7. We crossed over the $47,000 mark just a little bit ago. We went down a little bit ago. It's really not a big deal. We're, we're, we're doing good. We're doing really good. Ethereum's at $3,436, down 1.8% in 24. Tether. Number three, Binance Coin is at 440, down 1.6% in 24, and USDC is number five, running off the top 10. 
we have Solana, Cardano, XRP, Luna, and Avalanche. And it is noteworthy that Dogecoin kind of shot up today because, well, I'll tell you in a little bit, total market cap. We're at 2.11 trillion, a BTC dominance of 41% and an F dominance of 19.5. And now let's move into our coin of the day. Our coin of the day today is kind of a boring one, but um, I don't skip over it. If it comes up and I didn't do it before, I'm going to do it if it's in the top 200. So this is Wrapped Bitcoin, WBTC, ranked number 17 on coin market cap. Its price, its price is $45,709. It's down the same as Bitcoin. Actually, it should be the same price as Bitcoin, but I think I just have it on two separate screens here. So the price is slightly different. Its circulating supply is 275 1,329 wrapped Bitcoin. And so where can you get wrapped Bitcoin? Binance, Uniswap, FTX, FTX.us, a lot of platforms that deal with DeFi. And well, let's first go through what wrapped Bitcoin is. So wrapped Bitcoin is a tokenized version of Bitcoin that runs on the Ethereum blockchain. WBTC is compliant with ERC-20. It's an ERC-20 token or ERC-20 standard. It's the compatibility standard for the Ethereum blockchain, allowing it to be fully integrated with the ecosystem of decentralized exchanges, crypto lending services, prediction markets, and other ERC-20-enabled decentralized finance applications. Uh, Rapid Bitcoin is backed one-to-one with Bitcoin via an automatically monitor merchant and custodians, ensuring that the price is pegged to Bitcoin at all times. So basically, you're using Bitcoin for DeFi and lending services and prediction markets and stuff like that, and it's wrapped on the Ethereum network. So you're using Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin, for the services on Ethereum, and that's wrapped Bitcoin. Number 17 on CoinMarketCap, ticker WBTC. Moving into today's headlines. Andrew Bailey, governor of the Bank of England, has raised concerns that crypto presents opportunities for scammers and criminals. He said this in quote, You only have to ask the question, what do people committing ransom attacks usually demand payment in? The answer is crypto. He added that while cryptocurrencies are innovative in the world of financial services, they also create opportunity for the downright criminal. My question to the logic is, there's always ransom attacks before crypto. Um, what do you think they demanded payment in? And nobody made this comment before. Why now? Anyway, you can email me if you want to make a comment on that. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. This is not the first criticism on cryptocurrency. On November of 2021, Bailey said, in quote, It concerns me that a country would choose Bitcoin as its national currency. What worries me most of this, do the citizens of El Salvador understand the nature and volatility of the cryptocurrency or the currency they have? Huh. One month later, the Bank of England's deputy governor said, The crypto industry could threaten the financial system as it exists today. I think that some would agree. The deputy governor, John Cunliffe, continued to say, The point I think at which one worries is when it becomes integrated into the financial systems, when a big price correction could really affect other markets and established financial market players. The governor, Bailey, Andrew Bailey is the governor, the deputy governor is Cunliffe, but Bailey continued to say and took it a step further and is questioning not only the stability risk inherent in crypto, but also the potential role of cryptocurrencies to facilitate sanctions invasion, obviously talking about Russia and Ukraine. If you have any opinion on this, Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. This next one is why you shouldn't have beef with a billionaire, according to the SEC filing. Musk, Elon, oh Elon, has purchased 73.4 million shares of common stock of Twitter, trading at $39.31 at Friday's close. How much is that? That's about $2.8 billion of stock. 
Well, and that, that's like only 1% of Elon's net worth. Imagine that, man. That's just so much money. Anyway, Twitter stock had jumped like 26% before the markets opened today. Why? Because, well, Elon. Well, Elon bought Twitter hot off the heels of a survey he conducted about Twitter's adherence or lack of adherence to free speech. He said this in his tweet. Free speech is essential to a functioning democracy. Do you believe Twitter rigorously adheres to this principle? Yes or no? 70.4% of the respondents said no. 29.6 said yes. How many votes, though? This is all about the sample size. Oh, it's a pretty good sample size of 2.03 million, million votes. Elon Musk's Twitter stock purchases comes as the social media platform is exploring possibilities for decentralization. In November of last year, Twitter announced a new dedicated crypto team whose chief responsibility is exploring possibilities in the decentralized apps space or dApps. In November of 2021, Solana's co-founder said he needed to be freed from the centralized social media, and he announced a $100 million initiative for Web3 social media technology alongside Reddit's co-founder. And finally, in December of last year, a thought experiment penned by Orange Paper suggested that if the invention of Bitcoin had preceded that of Twitter, Twitter would evolve to go down the path of decentralization much earlier in its lifespan. Caitlin Long says that crypto was split into three camps due to regulation. And what are those three camps? Well, here they are, the first camp, and this is all quoted by her. Oh, by the way, you can listen to this full conversation in GM Decrypt's long-form podcast that comes out every other week. Their last episode was with Caitlin Long. You can listen to this conversation there. But here are the three camps. The first camp is the camp that just doesn't want regulation at all. Very committed to DeFi, very interested in voluntary associations and voluntary means by which disputes get settled. No intermediaries whatsoever. That is the code is speech group, and they definitely are going to make some headway. They already have. And, she says, I think, just like you can't ban Bitcoin, you cannot ban these types of structures. The second group is the ones that want to be regulated in order to get the mainstream large volume markets. And the third group, which she puts herself in, is the ones that have been trying to play nice with regulators to build crypto businesses. So if you want to listen to that discussion with Caitlin Long, check out Decrypt's GM podcast with Editor-in-Chief Dan Roberts and Executive Editor Jeff John Roberts. And finally, Pudgy Penguins Collection. It's a collection of 8,888 Ethereum NFTs has been sold for 750F or roughly $2.5 million to Nets Capital's Luca Nets who is now leading the project and will receive all future royalties from secondary sales. The sale comes just a few months after the project voted out prominent and controversial founder, Cole Villemain, who goes by the name of Cole Theorem. Nets made public in January his offer of 750F to buy Pudgy Penguins, writing, Make your move, Cole. Cole Theorem told Decrypt, The original team wanted to see our creation go to the next level, and we felt Luca has the connections and experience to do that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everyone.